Life is full of events that leave you stiff, sore, tight. Think of the feeling you get after a good stretch. Looser, lighter, maybe even happier. Let's lengthen our perspective in life and celebrate our accomplishments together. The But First Stretch podcast isn't just all about fitness. It's about actual people who are bettering their lives in our collective community. It's about coming together and getting inspired in your own life. It's for people who want to stretch their mind, body, and soul by tapping into their own potential and self-worth. And really cool down after the episode with a brief meditation that ties together the theme. Just a reminder, but first stretch. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken. Welcome back to But First Stretch, and if it's your first time, I am so glad that you are joining me. I hope your 2023 is off to a great start. Just like every year, I'm experiencing both how wonderful life is and how humbling it can truly be. In terms of fitness, I'm really excited to be running another marathon or two this year, and I'm really looking at what I want to do professionally um, as I also teach yoga. Do I want to dive into the 300-hour training um, so that I become a 500-hour certified instructor, or just expand some knowledge through workshops and taking classes with different teachers. And this is all to say with other aspects of my life. um, It's a lot. I'm a full-time mom and a part-time manager, and, you know, I do love my work, but I also am looking to expand my role as a postpartum doula. So, I think one of the big things that I'm looking at this year is highly tied into this episode. I'm looking at exploring the concept of service in yoga, and in Sanskrit, this concept is called seva, and seva is roughly translated to selfless service. And I'll talk more about that in a minute, but each month this year at Yoga Home, which is where I teach, we will be collaborating with a local organization to bring human connection and awareness to a need that might exist. And I think what's really fascinating for me about Seva is that our world is so externally focused. Like, this is my life, this is your life, or that's your life. But at our root level of, like, who we are, if we remove everything We are kind of one being, one earth, if you will. And in yoga, we often discuss what you do on the mat reflects what you do in life and vice versa. And yoga, and to be honest, anyone who is big into fitness knows that like moving the body or even just quieting the mind's chatter helps us understand who we are. So change in the world comes from within. Martin Luther King Jr. It was just um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day last week. And he has this really good quote that I think is so important when it comes to service. It's, change the world by changing yourself. Heal the world by healing yourself. Find a need and fulfill it. Service is the greatest form of spiritual practice. Everybody can be great because everybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. So service, seva, can be done by anyone at any time. You know, even think of a random act of kindness in the world, opening a door for somebody. 
um, in Judaism, there's a term called tikkun olam, which this is like an action that's known to perfect or repair the world. And so we kind of see this concept of service in every culture around the world. And this month, um, we worked with the Colonial Area Anti-Racism and Social Equity Alliance, also known as CARSIA. And after our discussion on seva and service, we did a yoga class, a meditation, and we also made sandwiches for the local homeless outreach. And next month, which is February, we are partnering with Simon's Heart, and this is an organization that's dedicated to raising awareness about and preventing sudden cardiac arrest in children. And so my theme for February will be about, you know, service from the heart. And you'll kind of see that, I think, at the little meditation at the end. So today I am so honored to bring somebody on this podcast, Buffer Stretch, that really embodies the concept of Seva. She serves so many different communities and it's my pleasure to discuss how anyone can use their talents to make a lasting change in the world. And so our guest on Buffer Stretch this week is Brie DePaul. Brie is a fourth grade teacher. She tutors in the summer. She owns a small business called A&B Custom Creations, where she uses her creative cricket talent. Um, I think her business is widely popular for local gifts in the area. She's a board member of the Friends of the Conshohocken Parks, which relies a lot on public initiative and fundraising for our local parks, which, um, to be biased, are amazing. We have some really great parks in this area. Um, Brie also is a volunteer for Lisa's Army, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing comfort to courageous individuals who are currently undergoing cancer treatments. And Brie also works private events and planning for From the Boot. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm up, introducing our guest. Hi, Brie. Welcome. Hi, how are you? So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where are you from? And what sparked your desire to get involved in the community? I am currently a resident of Conshohocken. I grew up in the area most of my life. Um, I went through school at Colonial School District and kind of always been in the area. Um I went to college at Westchester University, and then afterwards I knew I wanted to come back to this area, and I'm so happy that I did. Um, I have been someone who has always want to be involved in the community and giving back. Um, I've always wanted to work with kids, so growing up, I was babysitting and doing all of these things, coaching and roughing. Um, and I now am a teacher in a local school district and I teach fourth grade. Um, but I definitely have this creative brain and this community-based want. Um, it's funny it's my competitive side that actually gets me to being more involved in the community. And it works in my favor because I set goals for myself for 
what I want to do and how much I want to raise for a certain charity or whatever it may be. And I compete with myself and I always want to raise more than I did before. Um, And that's something that I've seen in the last few years continue to get bigger and bigger because my network is growing and I take time to meet new people. Um, So I see it's something succeeding on my end. No, that's amazing. And you, besides like your actual job, you know, we say what, like seven to three, but it's really seven, seven, all 24 hours a day of teaching. Right. Um, I'm definitely always, my brain is always working in a sense. It just depends what it's working for. Um, I'm not someone to just sit and do nothing ever. I'm always thinking, well, what else could I be doing right now? (laughs) I love that. And you, I guess like the first the first thing I feel like I connected with you with is your like small business, the A and B Custom Creations. Um, so it's where you use like your creative talents and make gifts for other people, so they can like give them or wear them. Yes, and that uh, actually started with one of my friends, Allison. She and I were doing a fundraiser for Lisa's Army, who I do all the social media for. And we were making ornaments and we decided that we would donate a hundred percent of the proceeds back to Lisa's army. And we realized we ended up selling over 200 ornaments in just the duration of December. And so immediately my brain went to Allison, we could make a business out of this. And that January is kind of when things took off. I think it was like January 2020. And we've just been doing it since and we've been growing, um, which is really nice because I'm someone who is creative. I would not say I'm artistic by any means, but I love creating something and I just love being able to make those people happy once they see their idea put down into maybe a shirt or a candle or a tumbler, whatever it may be. That's always really awesome. Yeah. I love that. And I think, I think like your creativity is, and I would even say ability to use social media to engage with people is such a big skill of yours. And that's kind of is that one of the reasons you jumped on the board member for Friends of the Conchalk and Parks? So that is something that I was looking for. My friends and I always joke that one day they're like, you're just going to randomly be the mayor of Conchahawken. <laughs> you will walk into a restaurant and you know six people and we're so confused how you know these people because we don't know them. Um, so they always do make jokes about that, but I wanted to get involved in Friends of Conjac and Parks. Um, one of my customers from A and B was on the board at the time and was kind of explaining it to me. And, you know, as a resident of Conjac and someone who wants to grow a family here, I think it's really important to have a park and parks that are welcoming. And there are several parks within Conjahawken and a small little borough that people don't even realize that are available. So 
an organization like this helps maintain those parks and make them feel like you want to go there. I mean, predominantly in Kanjak, and we think of Sutcliffe Park, and that's where, like, this big park everyone goes. Or, um, you know, the newer parks that opened are starting to become more aware, but there's these little pockets that everyone can enjoy because you can walk everywhere. So I really love bringing my nonprofit experience to them and be able to help think of new ideas because the board was a little bit of um, an older board, but that is just what's going to happen. And they needed this like fresh new mindset because that's just what happens every to collaborate. You need all age ranges, you need all job backgrounds so that everyone can get to more places of ideas. I love that. I think our parks do such a great job. Um, They're beautiful. The equipment is so nice. I know they're doing the Beefield Park currently, but I just love they have like concerts in the parks and movies in the park. That's awesome. Yeah. I agree. And the Beefield actually should be open sometime this spring. We just had a meeting about it. So I know that it's coming closer. Are you allowed to share if the sandbox is going to be there still with the diggers? I would have to find out more information about that because <laughs> I'm not 100% sure of that answer. <laughs> Thank you. Just uh, thinking of what people are asking. <laughs> um, no, I think that's wonderful. And I think um, when we look at your nonprofit with Lisa's Army, what is the um, – like what's your role with Lisa's Army? And maybe maybe tell us a little bit about Lisa's Army, if you don't mind. Sure. So Lisa's Army is a nonprofit that provides comfort care packages to patients going through cancer treatment. They're based out of Andorra, so right outside of, like, you know, between Lafayette Hill and Roxborough, so super local. Um, they have these comfort care packages that are kind of like a grab-and-go bag for treatments. It's everything that you would need for treatment and it's easily available. And then they also have a pair of uh, Beats headphones or an iPad in there. So each comfort care package values around $600 and we give about 40 packages a month. Um, We do have partnerships with local hospitals, but we do send them uh, nationwide and we've sent them out to a few other countries. Um, We do prioritize a little bit more local hospital, but there's a a lottery. Um, And it's amazing to see these recipients because you find out this news and then you're just ready to go and go through this whole process where this is one last thing they have to think about. Um, it was created through one of my best friend's families. Uh, Lisa, it was their daughter. So my friend, Alyssa, it's her sister. And they created it because it was Lisa's dream for, you know, to continue to comfort these patients. Um, and they, just kind of live out her mission and what she wanted. And it's been really nice being able to help them and help them grow and 
kind of see everything that goes on behind the scenes, how much money needs to be raised for certain things, why it needs to be raised. Um, I do all their social media and I kind of took it over and didn't really give them a choice. Uh, in like 2017, 2018, I think I was just finishing college and I told Marie, that's the executive director, so Alyssa and Lisa's mom, I said, so I'm going to do the social media and I'm going to just help make this great. And she was like, okay. And to this day, we kind of teamwork, make everything happen. And, you know, we are doing fantastic. And little by little, people are learning more about us. And that's what the best part is. We just want to continue Lisa's mission. I love that. So you have all these different hats. And I guess my question is, like, what is the most rewarding part of your job or jobs as a whole? I recently have been thinking about this a ton because people will always say, you can't master something if you're doing a ton of different things at one time. And I think that as a generation, millennials have kind of shifted that. And I think that's more of like an old school way of thinking. And I would say being 29, I'm kind of like in that middle of the millennial generation. But I think that it's there's no wrong in having multiple passions. And I think that our brains kind of create this idea where you want to experience all the things that you can in life. And that's just what I'm doing. I help out where I can. And most of my jobs, whatever job or role I'm in, has to do with some type of service to something. And, you know, I always joke Like I am an all-star at customer service because everything that I do is pleasing someone in some type of service way. Um, I just think that personally I need that because I like being able to help in various ways. And as I said before, it helps to grow my network and I'm super extroverted. I could talk to a wall and (laughs) I like that. So, you know, creating these new friendships and meeting people has been my favorite part to this. And if I'm able to help make something better or achieve something, it's really awesome. And sometimes I do forget to sit back and realize certain things I've done and give myself a pat on the back for that. Um, That takes some time because like that's that being able to sit and self-reflect on what you've accomplished. So that's a 2023 goal for me (laughs) to realize you don't have to be doing all these things, but you're choosing to, and you're doing a good job at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love all of this. And <clears throat> so you're you're 29 now? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I feel so old now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's the most challenging part? Would it be the sitting back and g- 
giving yourself like a pat on the back for your hard work or is there another piece that can be challenging in all these different hats that you wear? I would say the most challenging is making sure that you're doing 100% at each place. And I'm someone who needs to start and finish something to make sure that it's great. So sometimes I struggle with if a project is in the middle and we haven't seen the end result yet or, um, you know, getting a response to an event and it didn't really turn out the way we wanted it to be or I didn't get the number I had in mind or whatever it may be. Um, I think that I would say that's the hardest part because I don't do this for the validation for myself, but it is nice to be able to say, okay, you achieved X, Y, Z. Now, what are you going to achieve next? But sometimes I forget to do that and I just move right into the next thing. And I think you need to be able to see, okay, what worked, what didn't work and then move on. Um, I always say that, you know, in the future, whatever it may be, um, that I could see myself owning a business and like a larger scale and kind of just putting all my eggs in one basket. Um, I think that I'm kind of just starting to make my mark in the community. And I'm really curious to see in 10 years from now what it would look like. So that's something I think about a lot too. I like that. And I think I think it is always challenging to <clears throat> come up with, okay, well, this didn't work, so what could I do better? It's all those pieces are tricky and I love that you're acknowledging that in your life. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to dive into the workout portion and I guess my first question is when did you realize you were a creative person? I think I've always been pretty creative. I was actually just telling one of my friends when I was younger, I would love to put on cooking shows for my parents. And I just knew that I always liked to perform or do something. And as I got older, I was like, okay, the spotlight isn't for me. Um, But I loved doing things like creating, organizing that type of situation. And I think that's probably one of my favorite parts of being a teacher. I love creating bulletin boards. (laughs) I love creating things for us to work on where I'm creating it myself. Um, But yeah, I like to always make sure I can bring that back in to my everyday life. yeah. Do you have any tips to like encourage others to tap into their creative energies? I think it's just thinking about what is kind of more of that calming place for you. Because like I said, if I were to pick up a paintbrush and paint, that is not calming for me. Whether that be on paper or a wall in my home, that is not for me. It frustrates me. 
for me, I like more of the designing and seeing something come to life. That is more my speed. And I do think that comes with trial and error. I would have never known I didn't like to paint unless I tried to paint. And (laughs) I realized I didn't have much patience for it. And it didn't bring me joy like it would if I was scrapbooking or if I was creating a design for a t-shirt. So I think it really is trial and error, just like most things in life. I love that so much. Um, How about teaching? You mentioned earlier that you started babysitting when you were younger. And how did you decide this was like your career? Most of my life, I wanted to be a teacher. I was always the child playing school. Uh, There were most years for Christmas, I would ask my parents for a Becker's teaching catalog, which, you know, Becker's was the big teaching store. It's like the old Lakeshore. And I would be like, I want a chalkboard and I want a real desk in my room. And my parents were like, no. So it's funny, as I got older and in college, so many people were like, are you sure you want to be a teacher? And I'm like, I actually don't know. So my senior year of college at Westchester, I was one semester from student teaching and I changed my major. (laughs) I changed it to a liberal arts degree where it was kind of created of gen eds and two minors. Uh, I had 112 credits in education. So it was kind of made up education degree. And then I decided to take two years and I worked at From the Boot and um, tried to figure out what I wanted to do. And then a job came across for me to work as an interventionist uh, in a local public school district. And that kind of gave me the opportunity to see what a school was really like. And then after that, I started a master's program and I ended up getting my education degree and I took all the same classes all over again. (laughs) Um, But I am happy with teaching. I really do love working with kids and I think that, you know, teaching provides a lot of time for me to be creative and make those connections with kids. And I'm curious to see if I'll stay in the classroom forever. I do see myself in a leadership role or in something along those lines. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm happy right now with being in fourth grade. They're a really awesome age to be with. I think it's like so interesting when you say like there's other, there's always other opportunities in education. Like you are a teacher in so many aspects of your life. And I always say elementary school teachers are saints. Like it's so rewarding to see that connection with kids, I think, in elementary school. And I liked something you said at the beginning before we started recording. You said, you know, I like education to be fun and learning to be fun. And I think that as a parent, that's what I want my kids to take away. Like, I want them to come home excited about what they learned. So I think that's so special and a great way to keep 
keep learning fun in the classroom. I agree. And there's ways to do it. And I would say teachers don't always have the time to make everything fun all the time. But there are ways to slip it in there. Like a perfect example, we're starting persuasive writing. And I found this activity where you steal their chairs and you kind of <laughs> tie them up in the classroom and they have to convince you and persuade you why they need their chairs back. <laughs> and they're so excited. They want to know who's taking their chairs. I'm like, me, it's me. I'm stealing them. So they're like, okay, so we have to persuade you. And I was like, yes, of course, if someone wanted their chair back, they can have it. But I'm curious to see their reasons why they need their chair so badly. Oh, that's so fun. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are you most passionate about? If you could do one thing, what would it be? That's the million dollar question. <laughs> That's something I ask myself all the time. Honestly, I'm not really sure. And I think if I could do one thing, I don't think it has anything to do with a career. Um, my One of my ultimate goals is to start a family and be a mom and I honestly, that is my main thing that I want. Um, I think that my age range, like the 20s, I would say, are so hyper-focused and career-driven. And I just don't relate to that. Like, I would love to always have a job. And I'm so fortunate for my job. But my ultimate goal would be to be a mom. Um and it's sometimes a weird statement for a 20, like for people in their 20s to say like that's their ultimate goal, but that's where I'm at. And I'm excited for when that journey starts and see where that takes me. And I do see myself being that's my new project and that's what I start to focus on more. And maybe that's more my involvement with kids. So I would say that because I can't pick one job because I, that's something I think about every day. <laughs> I was given a card once from someone, and it's my favorite card. Um, it says, you you can have it all. And I like liked that mentality because you can. Like, I love that you said have a family. I think that's beautiful. And you can do all these different elements that make you creative and passionate and involved in the community and have a family. And I think it's something – that we forget you're right we forget about it yeah yeah you don't have to hide just because you have a family <laughs> exactly and there's so many things that you can do and you know I think when people say what are your goals sometimes sometimes people will say something health related or they'll say something job related but you don't hear about those answers like a family or whatever it may be because I think people just realize oh well that's going to happen regardless but it just may be on a different level of what your goal is for that situation yeah um so I just have a few more questions but how how can people get involved like how can people get involved in the parks in Lisa's army in their life like what are your what are your like tidbits and tricks here 
for Lisa's Army, um, we're always accepting volunteers, uh, especially kids. We want to start to get kids involved. We have two big events a year. Our family-friendly event is our 5K in the fall. Uh, that's in October. And right outside the Police Touch Museum, that is something called Pumpkins in the Park. And there's face painting, craft table, stuff like that. So it's a really fun time. Um, but we do do volunteer opportunities all year round. And like I said, we're right in Andorra, so it's not too far. Um, and people at times, they hold drop boxes at their home. They collect items for comfort care packages. Uh, you can find all of that information on our website at lisasarmy.org or all of our social media handles are at Lisa's Army. And we're posting all the time, I can assure you, because it's me. <laughs> um, with Friends of Conjahawken Parks, we're actually in a transition right now. And we are looking for people to come out and volunteer, to come out and join our board. We lost a few board members just because their term was up and they decided they weren't going to stay on board. Um, so if you are interested in that, you can just go right onto the Conjac and Burroughs website and get more information because we definitely need people. We allow people to sit in our meetings so that they can hear kind of what's going on. Um, but we would love to start to get more people involved with that as well. Awesome. Um, so you mentioned Lisa's Army, how to get in contact with Lisa's Army. How about like you and your business? Like, I'll put everything in the show notes, but can you share with everyone? Sure. Uh, my business is a custom business where you can customize tumblers, mugs, t-shirts, whatever it may be. Imagine an Etsy shop, but around the corner from your home. It allows you to get things quicker and, you know, support local and especially support a local teacher. And my business partner is a maternity nurse. So it's giving back to those people as well. Um, my business is called A and B Custom Creations, and it can be found on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we honestly create it all. There are some things that we're introducing new this year. Um, so I'm excited to announce those once we get those up and running. Um, yeah, we're working on releasing something tonight for the Eagles. So hopefully that's a popular mm -hmm. hit. I'm excited to see. Yeah, the, the Be Mine shirts are also super cute. I think I'll have to order those. Oh, yes. <laughs> those are really hit with mom and daughter duos. Yeah. Everyone loves them. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to see the Eagles one, too. Um, Me too. So I have three wrap-up questions for you. Um, the first question is, what stretches are you doing in your own life? I would say my big thing, you know, I, it's really important for me to always be moving. I'm on my feet a lot, but I like to focus on HIIT workouts and I need that high intensity for my brain. Um, I really love running, but 
I won't run alone <laughs> because I need that buddy or my legs won't move. I was someone who hated running, then found a love for it. And I'm hopefully going to pick it up as it gets warmer, but I'm I'm not running in the cold. That's not me. <laughs> um, I have been slightly working my way back into yoga, mm-hmm. which I'm not a yoga fan because it slows my brain down too much and I have to think about my thoughts, but I'm working on it. But my body definitely needs that movement just because I'm, as I get a little bit older, I'm getting a little bit more less flexible and a little more stiff. So that's something I'm trying to incorporate back in. Oh, that's awesome. I'm a I'm like a high energy person too, so I understand all those, all those right. pieces. Um, what is something you are enjoying doing in your life for you? You've talked a lot about everyone else. What about for you? I really enjoy traveling. Um, as much as I love being in Kanchahakan, I really don't have much responsibility other than myself. Um, I'm single, don't have kids. So like now is my time to travel. So anytime I'm offered to go somewhere, most of the time I'm saying yes, as long as I can make it work somehow. Um, I would say right now that's really what I do for myself because the winter also is a weird time. Like I like to be outside, but I don't like to be outside in the cold. So that would be my answer, travel. (laughs) Um, what is something you can't stop talking about? Something that I don't ever stop talking about is anything pop culture. I think in a past life, I must have been a TV host (laughs) or on E! News. I am a reality TV avid watcher. I think I'm supposed to be on reality TV. I think <laughs> eventually in my lifetime, um, something about it I love. I love watching E! News and finding out all the things. Uh, my family jokes with me a lot. They're like, you have endless knowledge of all these people who have no idea who you are. I'm like, I know, but I know all about them. So... <laughs> That's something I honestly talk about the most. Do you have like yeah. a do you have like a favorite reality show right now? They're all coming back. I would <laughs> say Bravo is where I go. Um, so most of the housewives, there's a few that I can't do. It's a little bit too much drama for me. But one summer house is coming back on Bravo and I'm <laughs> pretty excited about that. It's my favorite thing to do after coming home from work, just sitting down and watching nonsense TV. Mm -hmm. It's mindless and it's easy. So, yep. I love that. People are always like, you would love this show. And I'm like, it's an hour long and I have to like think about like, I can't fold my laundry and watch this show. (laughs) People always tell me about certain Netflix shows and Hulu shows and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't sit down enough to watch that show. I always say the summer is my like show time where if people have suggestions, I'm open to it. <laughs> and I'll always like watch a show over coffee. Mm-hmm. But 
I I can't sit down and think about a show at night. I rarely watch TV when I come home. So it can't be something I have to like divulge in during at least from September to June when I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this was so great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for being on this episode. It was truly inspiring. Like you inspire me. So it's so amazing to finally sit down and connect with you. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be on here and be able to give a little insight to my life. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Brie. She is such an inspiration. I also believe a piece of service is to stay humble, make mistakes, and don't let fear stop the action. And I think Brie kind of talks about that as she navigates all the different things that she does in her life. So continue to lead with your heart. And now it's time for our cool down meditation. And so allow yourself to find a comfortable seated position. I would suggest for this meditation, a chair with your feet on the floor. It will just really ground you down. And let your gaze lower or your eyes close. And take a deep breath in. And exhale completely out. Let your breath become normal. Bring your awareness into the space around your heart. Imagine a bright yellow circle emitting from your heart space. This beautiful bright light illuminates your heart full of grace. Service starts from home. It begins with your body, your home. Am I being of service to myself? Anyone can be of service. Service extends to your family and friends. Am I being of service to those who I love? Do I pause and listen when they need it? Anyone can be of service. Am I being of service to my community? Anyone can be of service. I'm just noticing that illuminating glow around the heart begin to grow. And it starts to circle your whole body, extending out 
inviting you into this light. And as this light grows, it begins to take over all other areas of your life, letting those areas shine in the light. And just let that light continue to expand, continue to grow. And slowly starting to bring your awareness back into the space. Still letting that light completely shine out. Say to yourself, I can be of service. Taking another breath in. And a deep breath out. Slowly start to blink the eyes back open. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Buffer Stretch. I hope you have a wonderful day.